0: OK, Karen's going to share a word. And I asked Karen to come down here. I'm just going to introduce Karen by saying I've known Karen for about 17 years as a worship leader. And I remember when she was first starting out, I was just a, just starting to lead prayer at All Nations House of Prayer. And Norm Frederick, who some of you guys have met, remember, who was at the, uh, the thing at the House of Prayer a, couple months, a month or two ago? Who heard Norm speak? Okay, Norm was the director of the House of Perth, and he was my mentor as well. I like that flag wrapped around your head back there. That's pretty cool. Is that what that is? Or did you get hit by a car? Are you? It's a flag, okay. Hallelujah, we got a new president. Yes, I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, uh, I met Karen back then, and Karen asked Norm if she could do a team in the morning, and he was talking to me about it, and... Uh, He said, I don't know, Karen's voice, her voice is a little weak, and she doesn't play that strong. I said, well, when does she want to do the team? And he said, like 6 a.m. on, what day was that, Friday, Tuesday, something. I said, well, she'll be in there all by herself anyway, and uh, who knows, she might get better. (laughs) Amen. I've been backing Karen ever since then, man. She's like... She has really grown in ministry. Here, come on over here. She's the assistant director of the House of Prayer. She, she leads us in worship, and uh, she's a huge blessing to me and my wife because she has a, she's not only encouraging and she's after God's presence, but she, does, she takes care of a lot of stuff that I just I wouldn't be able to do. I just wouldn't be able to do, I mean, it's just like, details, I'm a little ADD, ADDD, ADD, what is that? It's okay, but whatever. I mean, I'm not, i do not beating myself up about it. I mean, it's just, it's okay. I love you guys. Uh, so anyway, Karen, it's Karen's birthday today. So, she didn't know we were gonna do this, but we are going to sing happy birthday to Karen, okay? I I do this for my grandkids, but I think for this crowd, I'm gonna have Marvin, will you lead the happy birthday thing? Everyone stretch forth their hand.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Karen. Happy birthday to you.
0: there you go hey and guys in the back there Rob uh, this mic is enough juice but just maybe have a backup ready for us thank those guys back there yeah look at this guy Benja this guy's like this guy does everything thank you Benja yes Lord all right
2: thank you so much (laughs) Wow. <laughs> um, I want to take just a minute and pray one more time. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place, and I thank you for the weight of that presence. What a treasure, Father. What a treasure your presence is. We thank you for choosing to be with us in such a powerful way tonight. We thank you. We love your presence. We honor your presence, Lord. I'm going to say we continue to welcome you and want to be aware of you even while people are talking and whatever. We don't want to ignore you, pretend that you've left the room and disappeared. You're here and we love you, God. In Jesus' name. Well, I love a good story. How about you guys? I love a good book. I love reading books. I'm a swayer. I'll try not to sway, Benja. Sorry, I am. I'm a swayer. I'm a, in the prayer room. I'm like, mm, I can't help it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but anyway, I love a good book. I love a good story. I remember once when I was probably about 12, I um, enrolled in the local library's summer reading program. To little contests they had, kind of little for kids, you know, see who could read the most books in one summer about two and a half months. I read 250 books in one summer. (laughs) And I may be an overachiever, but I love a good story. And you know, when you're reading a book and you close it and you go, oh, what happens next? What happens next? That's the sign of a good book. And when you have to kind of afterwards, sometimes you have to kind of shake yourself and go reality. got to go back to reality. I love a good story. Well, how many of you guys know we're living in the midst of the greatest story ever told right now? (laughs) Anybody, like, remember that movie, The Greatest Story Ever Told? It was oldie. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So what was that movie about? Jesus. Yeah, we're in the midst of Jesus' story. It's amazing. It's the greatest story ever told. It's a story of his love, his compassion, and who he is. And how many of you guys know that y'all are a part of that story? Me, I'm a part of that story. Little me. Little me. I've got a story, too. You guys have a story, too. We all have a story that we're in the midst of writing. We're walking it out with God. We're writing this story. And I love a good story, and I want my story to be awesome. If you guys, in Psalm 139, I made a little spot. I don't have any overheads, but I do have scripture. Psalm 139, verse 15 and 16. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. And here it is. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Guys, we're writing our story, and we're writing it with Jesus, and it's part of his story, and he's weaving it all together for his glory. And in the end, we're going to be astounded at how he's taken our little story, our little days that are allotted written in his book, we're going to be amazed at what he has done with our little story. So think about for just a second, you know, think about your lives. You know, on your birthday, you kind of oh, maybe you guys don't do it. I'm getting older and I kind of tend to do the look back thing. I'm gonna look back for a minute. Look, if you guys look back for just a minute, look, think about the highs of your life, the lows, the times when it's been really awesome, and the times when you're like, oh, I can't make it one more minute, God. In the midst of all that, Jesus has been there. And he's been walking with you in that story. You've not been forgotten. He has seen everything that you have walked through. He remembers stuff that you don't remember that's good. And he's made sure that it's gotten into your book so that he will be able to sit with you and look over your life and go, you remember that? Well, no, I know you didn't, but see, I remembered when you did that. And I wrote it down. It's in the book of your days. And I think about, I was thinking about you know, what... What would the Lord have me to share tonight with you guys? And have a little testimony to share. Um, I feel like a testimony is a page out of our books that that Jesus has actually um, given us a glimpse into what he's done with it. So I just want to share a little bit tonight. Jesus has been watching. He sees everything. His eyes are full of love. He doesn't condemn. I'd like to share just one little page out of my story And then pray for for y'all. we have a little bit of time of ministry and encounter. Because you guys know, encounter is why we're here to encounter God. We're not here to have experiences. Because I'll tell you, experiences fade. But encounter after encounter, that's what changes us. That's what reality is, is encounter. I want to encounter God. And so to, to take this little bit of testimony and how God has encountered me in that page of my story. Maybe he'll use it to encourage others. So um, growing up <laughs> I was born 50 f- I almost told you how old I was. I was born <laughs> I was born a while ago. I won't go there. No. But I was born and from the earliest that I can remember I was depressed. I was seriously, viciously, painfully depressed. Even as a little kid, I would cry all the time. I wasn't sure why. You know, I mean, even things like we would go to the football game, and my mom's team that we she were rooting for, they won. And I was over in the corner bawling my eyes out because the other team lost. So I was a tender little kid, and you know what happens to tender little kids? They get bullied, they get picked on. I was bullied, I was beaten up by the boys. I mean, it was it was tough, and my I was lonely. I didn't have any friends, which might explain the 250 books, but anyway. <laughs> but I just, I was hurting, desperately hurting. I had no way to explain it, no, my parents didn't understand why you know I, why I wasn't happy. Why aren't you happy? They, you know, I just was hurting. And as I go, got older and grew up, it got worse and worse and worse. It did not get better. The depression got to the point where I could not. It hurt to breathe. Uh, by the time I was in my mid-thirties, it hurt to breathe, and I just I kind of just I just kind of gave up, and and just stayed in my house, sat on the couch, didn't care, doesn't matter matters. I don't care. It hurts to breathe. It hurts to get up in the morning. It hurts to function. It hurts to go to bed at night. I hurt in here. I hurt in here. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I had a team of doctors, counselors, psychiatrists around me trying to help me and figure it out. And um, But I was in my house. I just stayed in my house. Sometimes I'd watch Perry Mason. Help me, Perry Mason. You've got to help me. You're the only one. I will help you, but you have to trust me. Oh, I do trust you, Perry Mason. I do. After a while, it gets kind of old because they're all the same, but... So I have visual aids just like Ed, because what is life without visual aids? I hope you all can see this on, on the live feed. Hi. Okay. So this is kind of how I felt. And I promised I wasn't going to cry. This is kind of how I felt until about my mid-30s. I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of a spongy guy, but there's not much. He's kind of just real like light and fluffy. And it's shot through. It's got holes everywhere. It's just full of holes not a lot of substance to it. Um, best thing about it is it's purple. Okay, <laughs> so that was kind of me. And so I got immersed in counseling six days a week. Six days a week, do the math, out in Garland. I live down here. It's a long way. And it got better because we were able to address some of those lies, some of those things that had gotten in here that I was f- not, I was not believing wrongly about, okay? I was believing wrongly in here. And I was able to change that. I was thinking, no, I'm not going to think that's not right thinking. I'm not going to go there. I mean, we were able to work through those issues and work through some of the things. So after a couple of years, six days a week, meds, I started to feel a little bit more like this. Okay, I don't know if you all can see it. I'm going to put them up side by side. and I I do apologize that they're small, but okay, the little purple guy, he's real holy. full of just air, not the good kind of holy. The guy on the right, um, your left. He's got less holes. There's more substance to him, but look. They're still like fluffy. Slightest breeze is going to toss them and blow them away. Kay? And I still hurt. I really hurt. It was really bad. Um, it finally dawned on me that I could put on worship music instead of watching Perry Mason and Hawaii Five-O, The old one, the good one, yeah. Yeah, it, but it dawned on me. I don't have to watch. I can put on worship music. This was in the early 90s, okay? So, you know, we had a lot of early vineyard stuff. Um, stuff. It was, you know, I just, I put a cassette tape in. Yeah? I put a cassette tape in. I put it on play, and I just sit on my couch. I can still picture it. I just sit on my couch day after day. And sometimes I'd sing along, like, yeah, it's a pretty perky song, I like that. But after a little space of time, what started to happen was my heart didn't hurt quite so bad. Now understand, I couldn't pray. Um, At this point, we had um, withdrawn from the mission organization that we were part of. My husband and I, we pulled back from that. I couldn't pray. Wasn't like I was like having these dialogues with God over the Scripture and all. I just was sitting. I mean, guys, I was sitting on my couch day after day after day, and so um, the worship music. I suddenly started to notice it doesn't hurt quite so much in there. And a little bit more time on something, <gasps> I was almost interested in going outside and doing something. A little bit later, I mean, I didn't even go to the grocery store. It was like, bleh. A little bit later, I didn't, I didn't. I actually was interested in Christmas. We skipped Christmas for a couple years. Birthdays, kind okay, skipped. So suddenly, I was interested in Christmas. We could get a Christmas tree. Oh my gosh. And it didn't hurt to breathe. Again, worship music. I started sitting and actively engaging sometimes with the worship music, singing along more, but most of the time just sitting. This is what was happening. I have to put the mic down because I want to get electrocuted. You can you see him? I think it's really funny that the Lord is talking tonight about a river and getting wet. Because I want to tell you something: if I wanted to splash you guys in the front row, all I'd have to do is go flink, and you guys would get so wet. You dare me? You would dare me? Oh, (laughs) I got it too. I got a little. Did you get some of that? (laughs) Sorry, I'm not going to touch the mic. I'll tell you that right now. Just don't. Just he's like, just don't. Okay. But you understand, I was getting filled up, and I didn't even know I was empty. And then I didn't even realize I needed to be filled up. And I wasn't doing anything, y'all. I wasn't actively trying, I'm going to pray. I wanna, I'm going to read the Psalms. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really care. I did not care whether I lived or died. It was bad. But what started to happen was just being in his presence changed my emotional chemistry. Okay, working with the psychiatrist, yeah, it's glory to God. Working to the, with the psychiatrist and the doctors and the counselors and everything, we were able to wean me off of all meds. That was 20 years ago, okay? 20 years ago, God, when God changes an emotional chemistry, he changes an emotional chemistry. Okay, my chemistry had been off. It never functioned right. Who knows why? I don't understand. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. There it is. Psalm 139 again. But I went from, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the dry guy. I have a towel in there. You'd never know. Okay. So when I was trying to write my story, I was trying to write my story and it was painstaking. It was painstaking. That doesn't mean that there's not amazing things in my story. God saw stuff that I am sure I'm gonna get up there and go, I that mattered to you? Really? But what he's what's happening now is it's like I'm writing the story. (laughs) But there's no striving, okay? Look at you. There's Jesus. There's just lots and lots of Jesus. Okay? And so the more time I just spend, I'm not talking, I'm just in his presence, like we we're doing at the conference, face to face, like we were earlier this evening. Oh, my goodness, what a treat. I get filled like this. I go out. We go to Mexico. I'm like, splosh, 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 <laughs> splosh. And if you know, I don't know if you guys, you probably can't see. It's, he's really hard to get a hold of because he's really heavy. I'm afraid I'm going to pull his head off. But <laughs> I can't hardly see the holes in there anymore. They're still there. But Jesus has filled it so much that it's not about the holes anymore. It's about Jesus. It's about the the dripping. (laughs) I love the dripping. I want to get people wet so bad. It's like, okay, we'll put him. He's been soaking for two days, so he's pretty, pretty soaked. I'm going to try it now. Thank you, Clark. Clark's awesome. Yay. And now these guys are good for wiping up the podium. But what I wanted to say is that's a page from my story, okay? That's a page where I have learned that striving doesn't work. We were with an organization for 10 years, and I worked hard. I worked hard to do my job. But what I discovered was God didn't want me to work hard to do my job. He wants me to be his and we'll work together and be drippy because now I can drip him on people and it's different. So So what I wanted to do, in every crowd of people, the statistics say that there are people who suffer from depression. Now this is not a let's go flush our pills down the toilet night. I'm not saying that. But This is a night to draw a line in the sand before the Lord. Say, God, I want my emotional chemistry to change inside. I want to be like you. I want you to do what only you can do. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and we all, with unveiled face, no masks, (laughs) beholding the glory of the Lord, what i was doing while i was listening to worship music beholding the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image that's him from one degree of glory to another 2 corinthians 3 18. Okay, i want to be unveiled before him face to face eye to eye heart to heart and be transformed into his image and i can't transform myself i can't make a seed grow I can't make a a lemon tree come out of a little lemon seed. God does that. I can put the seed in the ground, but he does it. And so in every room, every group, there are people who do suffer from depression, anxiety, sorrow, just grieving, just kind of just feeling blue all the time. And so we're going to go. Joey is going to take us into a time of worship. And I'm going to move spongy Karens And I don't know if we can shift this to the side. But the altar is open, and it's between you and Jesus. Because if you say, God, I want that gone, I want to feel your love. I want to know it. I want to encounter you over and over and over again. I want to know that you are seeing me unveiled. And that's what this time is for. And even if you don't suffer from depression, anxiety, sorrow, those things, it's still time for you. Because we've been encountering God tonight face to face. And I I don't guarantee it. He guarantees it. When we walk out that door, we're different. It's his word. So I'm going to pray. And Joey's going to lead us. And the altar is open to come do business with the Lord because believe me, his spirit is here. I mean, my heart is just burning while I'm standing here talking. Okay, he is here. He is here to let you know that he loves you, to set you free, to set you on that path towards freedom. It wasn't overnight. He can do it overnight. took several years. But you know what? This is the story of a young girl who's still here. I'm still here, and I'm still writing that story. And one day, Jesus and I are going to sit down, and we're going to read that story together, and I'm going to be in awe of who he is. And I'm going to see your stories mixed in there, and I'm going to be in awe of who he is, because it's for his glory. So let's pray. Father, we love you. I thank you, Father for the ministry of freedom that Jesus brings. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you love to bring healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you love to bring wholeness, that you lift the heavy burden, that you lift the heavy burden, that you give joy instead of sadness. Lord, I ask that you would rest up here, that you would rest upon your beloveds, that you would set free the captive tonight. That we would walk out of here going, golly, Jesus, it's our story. I love writing this story with you, Jesus. Set me free. Set me free so that I can know that I'm not striving and I'm not wrestling with it. But that I can rest and let you do what you yearn to do, which is to change me into your image. Bless you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: if if you would like to get prayed for just come on up to the front Karen will be here to pray for you just come on let's just open our heart up to the Lord right now I know that might be hard to admit yeah I'm depressed most of the time or half the time or but that's okay, because we're all friends here. so. Jesus, Jesus, can I get some uh, folks to come up and pray for these guys? I don't want you to be, uh, I don't want you to worry about what you're going to pray. Just come up and ask the Lord. Karen mentioned this change of chemistry. And uh, let's just get a few few of our people up here to pray for these guys. Maybe you've dealt with depression yourself and got the victory over time. If that's you, just you could be real valuable up here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let's yeah, let's stretch our hands forward. Let's pray for the for these ones. Hallelujah. Lord, we're asking that you would come break in with fresh light with truth and life. Just what Joey's singing about tonight. Break in, Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are willing. You can make them free. Just you guys, as you're praying over them, just just imagine pulling something down from heaven. You got one hand on your prayer person, the person you're praying for. With your other hand, just reach up and pull something down for them. They need something real, something real, come mighty God, come mighty God, come, come Lord God, break the yoke, break the yoke.
1: 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit for your presence with us right now
0: in Jesus name. Hallelujah.
1: To the Lord, to break the heavy yoke. Hallelujah. There are heavy yokes
0: in this room. Hallelujah.
1: Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout over your friends. Shout Hallelujah. over your family. Shout. Hallelujah. What do you need? What do you need Him to be? Who do you need Jesus to be to you? Who do you need to know Him? How do you? need
0: that word Joey just gave was an intercession but I also believe that for those being prayed for that may be one of the one of the you know the pump I was describing with the big handle that may be like a starting place for some of you and you may not feel like you could do it right now but when you're alone in your car or you're in your bathroom or wherever just think about shouting to the lord do something different if you want different results do something that you've never done before do something you've never done before uh in our family when we when we were young in the lord and and i'm talking we were probably 27 to 30 whatever uh, we had our young boys, and, uh, and any time it would get kind of uh, depressing in the house or people would get angry with each other, and we couldn't, like, solve it by talking about it or yelling at them about it, uh, we would do what we would call our Jericho march. Has anyone done a Jericho march in their house? I mean, only three of us, so, okay, these guys have, we would all get, like, Pots, because we didn't have any instruments. And we'd get like metal, big metal spoons, and we would walk through the house, and we wouldn't bang them. We would just hold them. And we'd walk in and around every room, just like an army, just like Joshua. And we'd do that a few times, and then we would shout. We'd begin to bang on those pots and pans. There's my wife right there. She'll testify. There's my son right there. He can remember. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, every time we did that, there was a breakthrough. And I I think we're afraid to do some of the things the Bible talks about because we just think, oh, that's kind of crazy, or that doesn't apply. But those things in the Scripture apply to us today. And I, I just got a word earlier tonight, and this is something I've really resisted in my life. And uh, Jesus said that God has hidden these things from the wise and learned and has revealed them to little children. And this was for his good pleasure. It's in Matthew 11. And I think our intellects, you know, your college education, your seminary degree. Oh, those are terrible. Uh, as far as helping you hear from the Lord, I mean, it's good to get learn the Greek and the Hebrew and all that. But do they really help us in our relationship with God? Because the more serious I get about study, you know, and some of you may do your quiet times like this where you do a Bible study, and you're like, you're thinking something's happening, but it's the fruit of your life isn't showing it maybe righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, we've got to become like little children. Little children aren't afraid to march around the house with a, with you know pots and pans and and shout to the Lord, but we get a little bit too too you know think too much of ourselves. And if you read through the gospels You'll see in the Gospels, every time a sick person or demon-possessed person cried out to the Lord, cried out to the Lord, they got what they were asking for. Remember Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus? He was crying out, and the disciples came over and said, hey, hey, be quiet, shut up, you're like out of order. And he cried even louder. Jesus responded to that. And healed him. And I think sometimes we just like. We're not bold enough. Or we don't really believe it. Because we haven't seen it happen before. But there's power in crying out to the Lord. And I don't want to turn this into a. You know emotional see who can cry out the loudest meeting. I don't want to do that. But Paul said I groan." I, I'm groaning to to have my heavenly bodies. I'm 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 so sick of this body I'm in. I'm, I'm groaning. Ha, has anyone ever groaned in prayer? Yeah. Look at these two little guys. They do the Jericho march. They they do the groaning. My man yeah. is wonder what God's doing. It's it's surprising what God's doing in their lives. You know. Yeah. But to groan, to cry out to God, really, sometimes is what we need to do. And if you don't, if, you, if you're if you not getting the results you want in prayer, do something you've never done before. You know, lift your hands up. Shout to him. Walk around your house praising him out loud. Has anyone ever done that? Okay, you've at least done that. Praise God. And you guys are the God-seekers here. Okay, so... You know, we need the breakthrough, okay? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have Marvin share...